Welcome to Dad's Garage. Hi, my name is Amanda, and on this podcast, me and my dad talk cars. On today's episode, we'll be talking about my car, a 2001 Subaru Outback. So Dad, the audience doesn't know this, but that's actually the sound of my car in the intro. What are we hearing there? Well, what you're hearing is your exhaust system. Now, this car has a system that consists of two catalytic converters going back to an extension pipe to a muffler, which, as we say, no longer there. They're on the side of the road. The only parts left of the vehicle are the two converters. Now, I don't recommend letting your daughters or sons drive around like this because it is loud and annoying, but it is very expensive to replace in the range of about eight to maybe $1,500. And with college tuition and everything, things might be just a little tight at the moment. So at the moment, it's annoying and loud, but it is safe to drive at the moment. All right. How do I fix it? Well, you'd have to put it up on a hoist, unbolt your converters that we previously talked about, your oxygen sensors, which pick up the exhaust gas, but that's a whole nother thing to talk about. It's part of the exhaust system. You'd have to replace literally from the front of the engine all the way to the back, which, like I said, are two converters, an extension pipe, a muffler, and another pipe called over the axle. And sometimes that over-the-axle pipe goes into another pipe, which is called a resonator, which then comes out to a tailpipe. And that whole system has to be done in the air, not on the ground, because it's very cumbersome to do it on your back, and it's not very fun. But we could talk about other things, so... All right, well, oops. Let's, I'll uh, get right on that. Is there anything else I should have checked out? Um, well, for the normal driver, you should probably just concern yourself with checking the normal maintenance procedure of the car. Checking your oil. That's one good thing to look at. Open up your hood, which is usually these days a handle inside of the car. The hood opens and there is a metal rod that will hold the hood up. Attach it into the hole on the hood that's inside and it will secure the hood while you're checking your oil. Now these cars have a thing called an oil dipstick. The old style cars, they were complete metal. They did not have what these new cars have, which are like a plastic lever or maybe even a plastic round loop that you can check your oil. Nine times out of ten, the dipstick will say oil on it, so you can check it. And at the very bottom of the dipstick, it will be graduated in lines, which will tell you if you're low, in the middle, or at the proper level. Now, on her car... Amanda's, the Subaru, the recommended oil change intervals are roughly around 3,000 miles because it is a regular uh, detergent oil. If it was a newer car, which would have a synthetic, full synthetic oil, they roughly let you go to about 5,000 miles on an oil change under normal driving conditions, which means the road, the freeway, and here and there from point A to point B. Even though this car is all-wheel drive, we do not recommend you taking it off-road, going through the mud, the swamps, and everything else. That would be hazardous condition drivings. That would mean your oil would probably become more contaminated, and also your air filter. That's another thing. Air filters are somewhat easy to get to. Those are always good to be looked at at every oil change interval. Another good thing to look at 
while you have the hood open, make sure you have enough washer fluid because in Cleveland, the salt on the road will get on the windshield and smear. Also check your wiper blades. Make sure those don't streak because you don't want that in the middle of the night. You can have either a guardian or a parent who knows their way around cars just to give you some pointers. You check your brake fluid. That's usually on the driver's side of the car under the hood. It's a little cap, plastic. Transmission fluid, that's another subject to be concerned about. Most of the cars today, there is not a recommended procedure to check them. They basically want you to take them back to the dealer and let them deal with it. So we'll just uh, let that one go for now. Uh, if the car is running and everything is smooth, you should be fine at the moment. But like I said, on oil changes, if you take it somewhere, all those fluids should be checked by the technician who is servicing your car. One more thing to be uh, cautious about is they have incorporated a low tire pressure sensor on each wheel. What that means is the government wants you to have the proper amount of air pressure in your tires. If not, a little annoying yellow light will come on, telling you to check your tires. Reason for the sensor is to make sure that your air pressure in your tires are inflated to the proper amount so you have your uh, premium fuel economy. So you're not wasting a lot of fuel because if your tires are low, the car will actually make the engine work harder you will emit more emissions. So that's just another government safety feature. Other than that, make sure the turn signals are working, Make sure your headlights are on, make sure your brake lights are functioning properly. You can have an assistant while you're in the car. Make sure the car is off, have your key in the ignition. Hit your brake pedal, just make sure your lights are working. Normally on these cars, you're gonna have three brake lights. One will be right in the center of the back windshield. The other two will be on either side of the car. And if all is uh, illuminating and lighting up, you should be okay to drive. Okay. Other than that, if there's any check engine lights, you can always go to your garage or your mechanic and have them check that out for you. There are a lot of held monitors that you can do it yourself and get a thing called a trouble code. But from there, you can pinpoint the location of a problem. Nine times out of ten, it's going to be a faulty sensor. And the sensor will have to be checked and replaced. But uh, like I said, you can always take that to a, a garage and have them check that out for you. Okay, so I'm pretty happy with my Subaru. It's lasted me a couple years. Is there anything that traditionally goes wrong with them? Like any other car, basic maintenance is your, your best thing to keep an eye out for. Subarus, they have a four-cylinder engine, 2.2 to 5 liter. The only real issue on these cars is a power steering belt. I don't know why, but if the belt gets loose, it'll cause a hard steering problem. And you'll hear a bunch of squeaking. That belt for the power steering also operates another mechanical electrical part under the car with under the hood of the car which is called an alternator so it's got to do two things that's probably why they wear out so quickly but if you have any issues with your steering take it to a garage and have them take a look at that the only thing i can really suggest about that is you probably are just going to need a new power steering belt and you should be okay from there Okay. In all your years, you know, being a mechanic, is my car the oldest Subaru you've seen? Or is this pretty standard? No, yours is not the oldest one. I've seen older ones in much worse shape that are still on the road today. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's all maintenance. If uh, It's a good idea just to write down everything that you have done and keep it in your glove box for future reference. That way you know what got done, who did it, and where. All right. Thanks, Dad. Okay. Well, 
Happy traveling, and always remember, wear your seatbelt.